All this month, we're asking you to tell a friend about a podcast they'll love. Right now, think of a friend, your mom, anyone you care about. What podcast would they really love? You got it? Okay, so tell them about it in real life or social media. Just let them know. Use the hashtag TRYPod. That's hashtag TRYPod. And thanks for spreading the word about your favorite podcast. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman, and it's time to discuss everyone's favorite episode of The Bachelor, or at least around where I'm from, Fantasy Suites. For this week, I brought in an expert, Mr. Ben Higgins, my favorite Bachelor Party guest. Hey, Ben. Hey, Juliet. It's so good to be back, and I'm glad I can be considered an expert in the Fantasy Suites. <laughs> well, you are. I mean, you've lived through Fantasy Suites, which is a pretty big deal. I mean, actually twice. I mean, you've done it twice as, as a contestant and as The Bachelor. Yeah, that's true. Um, I did live through them, which is probably uh, probably the biggest accomplishment I've had. Um, <laughs> Come on, Ben, dream I, bigger. Uh, uh, you know, I I just to start, I, I kind of I think I'm impressed with Fantasy Suites this week because I thought Nick really did a good job, and we can build off of this. But um, I remember there was a comment that said I've learned more about Nick, or I appreciate more about Nick after this week than any other week. And I thought, you know what? That's how you know you did all right at Fantasy Suites. Oh, interesting. Like, what does that indicate to you? Like, what Like, what could he have done to get... I think uh, Vanessa said that. And, like, what could he have done to get her to say such a thing? Uh, you know, I, I think there's always... And I've always held this feeling or belief about Fantasy Suites where there's this connotation that it uh, needs to be physical. And that's the only thing it is. And, you know, the, the you know, 80s porn music plays in the background and they have, like, a shot through a window of them kissing... Um, but I think one of the best parts about Fantasy Suites is really the, like, and, and this is completely true for The Bachelor and the contestants, it is the first time that you are alone in months. And it is, like, just a complete relief. And um, it's a letdown. And so I remember almost being tired during Fantasy Suites because of the idea that I just had, didn't have to be on all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but you do stay up all night, yeah. don't you? What'd you say? Don't you stay up all night? Like, like regardless of if you're having sex or not, like if it's your only like alone time without cameras, don't you just want yeah. to make the most of it? Yeah, you stay up all night, and that's it. It's like it's so exhausting because you know you want to give your individual attention to each person that you're staying with. And I know that you know, uh, you know, I am a Christian, and people gave me the hardest time, and everybody's like, "Are you going to turn down fantasy suites?" And I and I made it very clear, no, I'm not, because of the idea that I have. 12 hours the first time ever with a woman that, you know, I could be spending the rest of my life with. And so um, they're very important, but you do stay up all night. You talk. I remember, like, for example, Lauren and I, after everybody left, we grabbed a bottle of tequila and we sat back by the pool and we sat underneath the stars and just talked about life in a way that we hadn't talked about life before. Um, so, okay, so but I'm... by the end of the week, you're exhausted. Yeah. I have, I have so many questions and so much I want to say about Nick and, and the women this week. But for a few questions, first of all, how many days are between each overnight? Um, so there's a day in between. Got it. So you will wake up in the morning and those days usually consist of, you know, kind of catching up on everything that's happened that week and explaining exactly to um, 
the viewer, you know, how your feelings are for the one that you usually just stayed with. And then you'll have one night free, and then you'll wake up the next day, and you'll start that first night thing, or the second day. So you got a day to recover. Do you just sleep the whole day, like, in between, basically, because you're so tired? No. No, you don't at all. Um, it would have been awesome if you did. I, uh, You're usually catching up on stuff. So you're doing all the, you know, in-the-moment interviews that you mm-hmm. see that kind of explain to the viewer exactly what's going on. That's happening the day afterwards, because you want it fresh, you want it real, you want it sincere, and so... They're making sure to get all of that right there. Does your does your handler directly ask you if you've had sex? No, not really. I mean, like, you kind of become friends with everybody. Right. So, which, you know, I think, you know, maybe that's on purpose, too. But um, <laughs> They're trying to trick you. <laughs> yeah. But there's never, like, this uncomfortable push, I think. There, in my, like, what happened the night before probably came up the conversation because those are the only people I have to talk to. Right. Right. So it's like you kind of, like, got to get it out. Yeah. I mean, like, sex or not or whatever you talk about or not, like, if you just had an awesome time, like, you know, they are your only friends. Yeah. They're your only confidant, so you just want to talk about it. Right. You usually end up explaining what happened. Right. Because, yeah, like, when you have, like, a really, like, great date, you want to, like, rehash it and be like, oh, yeah, it was so great, and then this happened, and that happened, and then we had sex, and, like, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, just like you do with your friends. You yeah. That you do with producers. Totally. So how do you, how do they decide the order of the dates, like, first, second, third? Um, You know, there isn't, I don't think, an order. I think, like, how did Nick go? Nick went. Well, um, we saw Raven. it. Raven, Rachel, Vanessa is what we saw. But I don't know if that's how, okay, she, how it's spelled. Yeah, I I can't exactly remember. Um, typically, I think it probably goes off of hometown mm. because you're coming right off of hometown, and so I wouldn't really know that side of it just when it gets to that point because all of it's kind of planned out. And so, other than the date part, I don't really know how that when who goes when kind of stuff happens. Got it. Okay, interesting, interesting. And then as the contestant. When you're like, let's say you you were in Ireland for the over the overnights because um, it, yeah. was, it was wonky. Like, was it weird when you were just hanging out, where like just like wondering like what's uh, happening to other people? Like, what's that like? Yes, it's so odd. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I think in Ireland I was probably the first or second to go. I don't. I I, I was early on. I, I know think Sean you were second. Yeah, okay, that that happened. So I, I followed Nick up, which is a whole new weird thing. But, um, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, your mind starts to wander. wander. You, you, you know, for me, like I had explained last time, you know, I had already witnessed Caitlin kind of having this, like, romantic relationship with Sean, like, right. in front of me. So, like, my mind obviously goes to that. Um, I think for any contestant, that week's very emotional. I know talking to Lauren, she was explaining to me like that was the hardest week because you don't know what's happening you don't know you know what's happening inside those rooms and it's weird it's so odd right i can't i can't even imagine i would lose my mind but i also would never go on the show so there's that <laughs> just because i would, would be- only be fantasy suites that would keep you from the show um no no i i, I wouldn't want to be on television like this I, I i'm definitely like too i'm like 
too private with like you know with like stuff I deem really important for for me to do it. But the fantasy suites would also just drive me crazy. Not even like the pressure of like are we gonna have sex or not, but just like yeah. but like it's one thing to be dating someone who you know is dating someone else, and like in some ways people can relate to that because like you know when you first meet someone you don't know who else they're dating and like for, for like a while it could be like they are seeing other people or whatever and you deal with that. But then like as it progresses, like I would just be I, I would like lose my mind. I'd be a, 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 like a cliche of a crazy woman. So I, I couldn't I couldn't go on TV and, and reinforce bad stereotypes about females. So, <laughs> Julia, that's the perfect person they need. They need a person <laughs> to break about weak That'd be awesome. Thanks, Ben. I don't think it's going to happen, but I really appreciate your encouragement. You're a great guest as yeah. always. <laughs> so uh, no, like you're right though. I totally agree with you. This whole thing, and and I've always even living it. Like the Bachelor isn't that weird, honestly. Even though you're dating tons of women at one time or tons of men at one time, whatever it is. It's not that weird until really the fantasy suite week because that's when everything just gets like, for lack of a better term, really messy and really confusing. Right. Yeah, you kind of broke down your fantasy suite week. Yeah, Julia, thank you. (laughs) You did. I I, I think that for you, you can tell me if I'm wrong, it wasn't just um, everything with JoJo and Lauren, but just sort of like saying goodbye to Kayla was really challenging for you as far as I could tell. Yeah, it is, because you you do, you finally have, you know, you kind of build up for this moment where you're alone, and you can confide in each other, and you can just laugh, and like, just like, relax, and I think there's a huge, like, emotional attachment that's built in those moments of just relaxing, and being able to have somebody there, like, you know, when I'm so worked up, and I'm so, I just feel a ton of pressure to then just sit there and be like, it's all right, let's just hang out. And so when you have to say goodbye to somebody after that, it's hard. It, you have a closer connection with them than you did anybody else. Right. Yeah. And you and also like for the girl, I think they've like gotten to a certain point. So it's like a major letdown for them. So let's talk about how Nick handled yeah. Rachel. Like just that's like kind of a good segue. Like how would you grade his breakup having having been in his shoes? Um you know, I think Nick at this point, as I've seen him progress to the bachelor, he's gone from being extremely open and honest to almost I think he's feeling so much emotion and he's realizing that he couldn't maybe do the bachelor as it, or the bachelor was going to be a little bit bigger than him um, and I don't think he went into it thinking that was going to be the case I thought he I think he thought he could just dominate it and just get through it and find love and walk off in the sunset and I think after fantasy suite he realized that he actually really is feeling an emotional attachment with more than one woman. And I think when he sat down with Rachel, I think he just wanted to get get it, get it over with. Mm-hmm. Like, say, hey, this isn't working. Like, I've been so stressed out. Like, I'm going to move on because I have somebody here that I really care about. And, and that's all he wanted. He didn't really want to give her too much because I think he just wants to move on. Right. Yeah, I, th- I was surprised. I mean, I wasn't surprised because we know she's the bachelorette. But I thought they seemed like they had a really fun date. So I was like, why would you get rid of someone that you're having fun with? At this point, like, fun seems like one of the most important traits. Yeah. What else do you do, though? I don't, I don't know. I guess, he, I guess he wasn't into her. But I just am so surprised that he, he kept... I mean, like, it's not surprising because we know that she's a bachelorette. But putting that aside, just like only from what we saw on the show last night, it really seemed like he was more into Raven than he is into Rachel. I mean, sorry, it seemed like he was more into Rachel than he is into Raven. Yeah, and, and that's tough, but I think, I don't know leading up to it what his how his feelings were. I don't know if going into fantasy suite, if after his date with 
Rachel if he, you know, was on on a big high. Or no, he, you said it went R- Raven Rachel. So if after his date with Raven, he was on a big high, and then Rachel was fun and exciting. But as you look back on it, he thought there was just a little bit more depth. Mm-hmm. I, I have no clue. All I know is from my situation with Kayla, um, you know, that fantasy suite was exciting and fun, but it wasn't anything different than maybe dates I've had in the past where it was obvious to me at that point, like Lauren was just somebody I was head over heels for. And, and Jojo was somebody that I was having a blast with, but when it came down to it, like Kayla just wasn't there yet. And no matter how much fun we had, it just wasn't, it just wasn't going to happen. Right. I guess that's what he was feeling with Rachel. It's kind of inexplicable to me. Although maybe he was um, shocked that she'd never heard of cross country skiing and therefore was like, who is this girl? She's got to go because that was shocking to me. (laughs) I mean, cross country skiing is an Olympic sport. It's not like some random thing people do in Finland. No, no. And you got to expect it in Finland. Like you're either like cross country skiing or you're ice shoeing. Like one of the two. Totally. Snowshoeing seemed yeah. like it would have been really fun. All those dates seemed pretty fun, except for Vanessa's, which actually seemed awful when they had to jump in the cold water in, in the freezing weather. I don't even get that. Like, why do that? Well, that's it. And, like, that's confusing because it was never explained on what exactly was. And it, they weren't, like, when I was watching it, I was expecting them to, like, go run into, like, a sauna or, like a, fi- like, a fire dome. Yeah. But, like... They were. They were just running into like a log cabin. I know. I guess it was like really warm in there. I don't know. It was very. It was very confusing. <laughs> I don't get it. And like, I don't know if you found this weird, but towards the end, and I don't know Vanessa at all. I bet. I bet she's awesome. She seems great from the show. But like, it was a little bit weird to me that she was enjoying sitting in ice water so much. Well, okay. I think they like, they switched to a different pool. I think that was warm water. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh. Well. Thank you for that. I that, think that it's okay. A you have a cold. You were distracted. I understand. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I, yeah, I, I explained this to you earlier, but I do have a cold. So if I'm coughing a lot, it's a mixture of laughing and coughing at the same time. So far, no cough. So far, so good. Um, the Vanessa okay, date. Good. The Vanessa date that I, that was like strange to me though was it was like very contentious. Like I, I think this is um, Nick's personality, but also just. I don't know. It was just kind of different, but they were. It was like a tense time between him and Vanessa. He was like, "I think we're too similar," and he doesn't want to leave America, and she doesn't want to leave Canada. And I was, I was surprised to see such a specific and contentious conversation. I don't think we've really ever seen that in a fantasy suite week before. Certainly not. Yeah. From your season, as far as I can remember. No, it, it didn't happen on my season, and I watched that. And I thought about how important those actually are. Like, those are the conversations that you try to, to have, um, usually over the fantasy suite, where it's really down, you know, because if you do need to have an argument or if you need to have a discussion, like, the fantasy suite is kind of the appropriate time to do that because you're alone and you're free to just work things out and work things through. Um, and I didn't ask anybody from my season, you know, where do they want to live or what was their ideal place to spend, you know, spend their life. And I wish I would have. Um, I do because, you know, even with Lauren afterwards, I was learning a lot of stuff post-show about, you know, what her dreams were and where she wanted to be for the rest of her life. Um, and so I did think it was, I thought it was refreshing for me to watch Nick and Vanessa have that conversation. Uh, it's important. It was kind of wild. It was, it was like unprecedented in The Bachelor. I was like, this is, this is a serious conversation. I almost felt like awkward watching. I was like, this is like a real couple fighting. I don't know if I should be watching this right now. <laughs> Yeah, and that, you don't get that feeling often in that show. Like, you know, you have a lot of 
you know, fighting amongst the contestants. And then you have a couple, like, you don't really have many disagreements amongst the lead and a contestant because when you do, that usually doesn't lend well to the lead or to the cast. Right. And so um, I thought that was impressive then that he kept her. And I know. showed a lot about how much he actually cares about her when they can have a conversation like that and he keeps her around. It makes me think that Nick just likes to fight because he he was needling Rachel too. He was like he was like made fun of her for kind of like losing it on the on the group volleyball date which was a few weeks ago in Bimini when um, a lot of the women got very upset for who knows why yeah, yeah. Um, it was interesting like he was kind of a dick to her and I was like oh okay interesting this is like a real this is a real guy move this is what this is what dudes do he's being a dick to her and then there's then and then it's like gonna work out in her in his favor because like it's gonna make her make her like it more or something it was funny I was yeah. Nick was just a real dude this week in my, in my opinion yeah, some guys have that ability. Like, I just have never had either a the confidence or the ability to like <laughs> kind of play that. So I just more oh, like see anybody fight and then like see how it works out for me in the end. But um, yeah, he I noticed that same thing. He was he was kind of prodding or like bringing up like they, I don't know if they're necessarily wounds for Rachel, but sure. I'm sure she wasn't like out of the moment that she freaked out in front of him. Yeah, of and course not. He brought those back up, which is like which is uncommon, especially on this show, to see that happen. Um, and, a, and a pretty strong, I guess, or odd move by Nick. I, I'm surprised she didn't get more defensive. Me too. That would be my experience with when I do something like that, somebody gets defensive. Totally. That kind of happened with JoJo when you guys were, at one point when she was like being cold. I feel like she, you like asked her about it, and she, it, didn't, it didn't go over well, if I, if I recall. But, yeah, but it was it was it. <laughs> it was really it was really surprising. Um, I was really sad to see Rachel go though. I like I really like her, and it was just I just was shocked that that she was out. Julia, I got great news for you. What? You're gonna watch a whole season of <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> I know. I know. Are you excited that she's the Bachelorette? Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, I think she's perfect. I, I honestly, I don't know if there was any other choice. Um, because she's just so great. She shows everything. I watched her on Women Tell All, and she, and I don't know if this, I, I'm going to use it as a compliment. Okay. So, but she's a star. Like, she literally, like, cares herself so well. She's funny. She's confident. She put Nick in her place, and he was like, these guys are going to be lucky to see you. And she's like, I know. And <laughs> he, like, lights, he lights up the room. Like, you can tell that she is going to bring not only a presence to the Bachelorette that, like, you know, is important, but also post when she does all the press and then whatever she does after the show, she's a star. She really is going to be awesome at, just as a role model. I think. I hope so. I hope. I do too. I she's, hope. she's really, she's like well-spoken and smart. She's really well-spoken and she's, she just has that, she almost has that Chris Harrison type, like it factor, you know, where he just kind of sits there. He says the right thing at the right time. He doesn't say a lot. But, like, he has this presence that's a little bit like, like, he's, you know, Chris Harrison has been the lead of the show for a long time. And I think we're going to look back and say Rachel was the bachelorette that we always will remember because she just ha- exuded this confidence and that it factor that we we need in this. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have her. And it's like, it's just great that, you know, after... 
I think we've had 11 bachelorettes. Maybe it's like up to 13. It's like it's just like finally there should be an African American woman. So I'm just I'm so happy about it. It's, it's a it's a big deal. It's almost like it, it's been underplayed how significant that is. Just because the franchise has such a bad track record with with having diverse people on the show yeah. as both contestants and you know as in the lead. So it's like a real it's like a really big deal. I'm I'm super excited about it. Like I don't know. I, I feel like it's just it's very very positive. I want to talk more about. We haven't even discussed the whole Raven situation. We're going to get to that. But first, let me tell you about okay. some of my sponsors this week, Ben. Let me tell you about FrameBridge first. Do you have a thousand photos living in your phone, not a single one in a frame? Now you can get those great memories off your phone on your wall at FrameBridge.com. It's easy to use. All you have to do is go to FrameBridge.com. You choose your frame or you let their designers help you choose. Upload your photos from your computer directly or from Instagram. And then you preview your photo online in the frame you chose. If you can't upload your art, no worries. You can mail it in for free. I'm going to do that, in fact. And it's affordable. Instead of the hundreds you pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Yep, free. There's plenty of quality options because FrameBridge has a frame for every style from clean and classic to more eclectic styles. FrameBridge also uses premium real wood moldings, acid-free mat board, and foam board, and their acrylic glazing will never shatter and it protects your piece from your harmful UV rays. Plus, they guarantee happiness. The expert team at FrameBridge will custom frame your items in days, not weeks or months, and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. It's a great deal. FrameBridge offers a happiness guarantee as well. Their team gives each item personal care and attention because meeting your expectations is as important as meeting their own. So, get started today framing your photos or art. Go to FrameBridge.com and use promo code BACHELOR. You'll save an additional 15% off your first order. Again, that's FrameBridge.com with the promo code BACHELOR. Let me also tell you about Simply Safe. Ever find that when you are out of the house, maybe relaxing with family and friends, you get that nagging feeling? You start to wonder, did I close that window? Did I lock that door? You just don't know, and it can drive you nuts. This has certainly happened to me. But you don't have to worry about that when you've got Simply Safe home security. It's a nice extra layer of protection to know Simply Safe is there because thanks to its arsenal of sensors intended to protect your entire home and keep your family safe, Simply Safe offers an extra layer of protection that will put your mind at ease. Just recently, Simply Safe even released a brand new high definition security camera that connects your security system to your smartphone. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because that way, you can see everything that's going on at your home, no matter where you are, no more wondering. Best of all, Simply Safe got rid of everything that makes most home security such a pain. There's no long-term contract, no hidden fees. They won't gouge you. And it's just 15 bucks a month, that's three times less than what other companies charge. So, go check out the new camera today. You'll get an exclusive 10% discount when you go to simplysafecom slash ringer. Again, that's simplysafecom slash ringer. Okay, back to Ben. All right, let's get back into it. Let's talk about Raven because I haven't discussed her at all, and I, I barely talked about her last week. I, I just I'm certain Raven's not winning. I don't I haven't read spoilers, but between Raven and Vanessa, there's just no way. Like I, I don't know. There we haven't. If Nick Nick said this week on the show that he really likes um, strong women and he likes like we could tell he likes an argumentative relationship, and he's just not getting that with Raven. So I'm certain he's picking Vanessa. There's just no there's no question in my mind. Yet Raven was a major major focal point of this week's episode. She kicked it off last week in the bizarre move where they cut the fantasy suites in half, which I do not understand. Um, 
Raven, we saw most of her date last week, and then kind of left on a supposed cliffhanger where we learned last week that Raven's never had an orgasm before. And so, like, would Nick be able to, like, pleasure her this week? And um, <laughs> the show went to a crazy, pretty great length to make it seem as though Nick did. Um, Raven literally did cartwheels throughout the snowy town that she was in in Finland, and there was, like, happy music playing in the background as she basically filmed a music video. Um, it was pretty ridiculous. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how did you feel about that, Ben? Did you like Did you like that treatment? <laughs> you know, okay. So, let's. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with how I felt about the, the monologue of her having or not having an orgasm, or do I think she wins enough? Um, let's start with how you felt about her orgasm monologue. I'm more more curious for your take on that. Just completely uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> and. Are you uncomfortable I, talking about it right now? Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, first off, I think the show did Nick a a great service by having that monologue. I mean, the, the guy has to be watching that back, like, you know, elbowing his buddies, being like, yeah, see, see, I, I have it or whatever. But, like, that's just too bad for her. Like, I just can't imagine. And, and all other things aside, like, whether they hooked up in the fantasy or not, like, that's up to them but like do you really want your dad and mom watching that like you know yes there's that connotation that you might have had sex in the fantasy suite but then your dad and mom have to watch you like skip through the town like having your first orgasm like that's something you don't want to ever share with the public (laughs) i don't think yeah definitely not your parents no i mean it's awkward it's definitely it's definitely uncomfortable but um it just was weird it was like it was just very Low, it was low, low class. But on the other hand, it's like, I don't know. Has, an, has any other show ever discussed orgasms at length like this? Like, no. I've, t- I've now talked about it two weeks in a row. It's kind of... Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. What was, the, was, what was your parents' reaction to the Fantasy Suite episode? Did they watch it? Um, I, I'm sure they did. Yeah. It, I don't... It's just like it's something we don't talk about. Yeah. You know? It's I mean, I, I think it's awkward and like it's weird, and everybody knows it. And like, if you're a fan of the show, you know you know that there's more happening in there than the fa- like sure. than sex. And like, sex might not even be happening. But like, if you think that for 12 hours these people are just literally rolling around in the sheets, like, <laughs> a you have a false idea of life in general, and b like, <laughs> like that ain't me. So like, there's a lot of talking that has to take place in those 12 hours, like. We got a lot of time to fill. That's true. You um, mean you bet? You better have a lot of uh, uh, conversation topics lined up as well. It's a full twelve hours. Yeah. So, like some activities, some board games, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever you come up with. But um, yeah, it was weird. It, it's something I didn't expect to be seeing. Um, I watched it and laughed, and also felt like it looked like a music video. Yeah. So it was unbachelor esque, but. You know, they need to shake it up a bit sometimes. That's true. That also just leads me to believe that Raven doesn't win because if they want, like, the couple to be taken seriously, like, it just would be weird for that to be, like, there would be, like, a gimmick in, right, right the week before, basically. Like, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense, in, in my opinion. That's why I'm pretty sure she, yeah. there's no way she wins. Well, and yeah, and I agree with that. And then my theory is that if he wanted to send Vanessa home, he would have done it, like, this week or two weeks ago during her hometown when, like, he definitely got bombarded with 
really hard questions that like there's not a great answer to mm-hmm. for example where are we going to live are we going to live in canada or the united states and they're pretty secure in their thought that they need to live in canada and i think if he didn't really care about vanessa like he would have sent her home way before this right right because then it's like why go through the conflict if you're not in it to win it basically exactly yeah and and there just is there's a i mean you know they're having those conversations so i think that shows that not only is Nick really wanting to, to discuss this with Vanessa, but she's wanting to really dig in deep with him. And so that shows a level of depth that I just don't think I've seen with Raven at all yet. No, I don't I don't see it either. Also, um, he went out of his way to like have hard count, or at least for them to show. We, maybe he had it with Raven and we didn't see it. But it was like, it made it on camera with both Rachel and Vanessa that he was having these really hard conversations. And the, the one with, with Vanessa, like I said earlier, it was just like, it was serious. It was like it was like actually like a, a practical conversation. I kind of admired them for having it, but we just don't even we don't. And, and he, it was similar with Rachel. They talked about like sort of you know what she was so scared of and and all of that. So if he wasn't actually interested in in them, then and why would he even do that? You know, it's like having to like suss it out or whatever. I, I, I am so surprised Raven made it this far, which makes me just feel like I'm so judgmental because like why why shouldn't Raven make it this far? She's pretty fun. Although I feel like I don't know a lot about her and we know so much more about Vanessa and Rachel for that matter. Yeah, I mean we know very few things about Raven. One is that she supposedly had her first orgasm on The Bachelor, which would be something that she marks in history for the rest of her life. That's that's what she says. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The whole the whole thing was just so so ridiculous. But you know what? I'm ha- I guess I'm happy for Raven. That's great. Good for her. Yeah, we got to be happy. You know, just let's celebrate really good things in life. And it sounds like they had been a really good, a really good night. Hopefully, a really good night. Yeah, I um, uh, I think. I, I'm, I'm sure you're frustrated. I, I, let me ask you, are you frustrated so far with this season? Because, I mean, two out of the four girls, or no, two out of the last five girls um, were girls that you did not expect at all to make it there, which was one Corinne and yes. Raven. Yes. Raven, I like being surprised by her. I, and also, like, I think I like I like being wrong about her as well. It's like a good reminder that, like, just to... You can't always be right from your your first judgments. Um, Corinne yeah. Corinne grew on me over the course of the season for a couple of reasons. Actually, this brings up something else I wanted to mention. Did you catch the kind of really uncomfortable tension between Rachel and Vanessa when they were standing up there for the rose ceremony? I don't, it was like very subtle, but it was very clear to me that they don't like each other. Yeah, I wonder why that is, and I wonder also if it was actually just really cold and their facial expressions looked angry, but they were just really, really cold. That's the insider perspective I have you here for. Great point. I didn't think about that. It seemed like... It's hard to say. Yeah. It seemed like they did not like each other, though. Like, as far as I as far as far I could tell. Um, and the reason Corinne grew on me is because I think people did like her. I think that she actually, like, had friends in the house and that she kind of... I think that Corinne is really young and immature and um, likes to drink a lot, which is fine. Um, like, I, who doesn't like to drink a lot of champagne? Um, and as a result, I think she came off really badly on the show, because it, but it made for good television. And I just think that, like, that's not, like, truly, truly who Corinne is. And, I do, and like, for all of Nick's flaws or whatever, and I actually think he's been a pretty good bachelor, um, if, even though he, like, keeps canceling rose ceremonies, um, I don't think he likes just totally vapid women. So that also kind of made me like her more. So I was okay. I, I was like kind of happy. I was like kind of happy to have Corinne after a couple of weeks. What did you think? You weren't into her either. No, I wasn't. I'm, I she grew on me too. She grew on me until last night's woman fell off. Yeah. Um, and I still like think she's she's 
a lot, I guess, better than the first couple weeks for Trader has. But, like, last night there was this level of, like, just non-empathy for anybody else that I didn't really love. But it's also hard because you're getting bombarded with questions and comments and criticisms. And so sometimes you do. You just react and you get defensive. And I think that's what she did last night. And I'm sure, you know, I think you said it best. She is young and she did what she wanted to do, which you got to respect. And it was awesome television. And that's who Corinne was on The Bachelor. Totally. Yeah, I think that she... um it kept her, so... Also, she, you know, she, the Women Tell All filmed like two weeks ago or something like that. So she has seen, she'd seen like five episodes of herself. So she kind of knew the way they were painting her. She seems savvy enough to kind of like lean into that persona that like, that like it doesn't surprise me that she was like that. Plus, I just think they give them so much alcohol. And as a result, they act crazy. <laughs> Some of them act cra- yeah. crazier. I don't know. It just, it was there interesting. a lot of yeah, this week in Finland didn't seem like they were drinking as much, which I also think is one of the reasons that the interactions were like notably more contentious or a little more serious. Like we just didn't see them with the drinks in their hand quite as much, except for like at night, basically. Okay. I yeah, think. no, that makes sense, and and I think like, I mean, when when and we talked about like when there's not a lot to do, and then you're in Finland where what is it like light most of the day, most of dark. the time. Um, like, at, that, at that point, it's dark it's most dark. of the day. Yeah. It's dark. Okay, so it's dark at, at that time. Like, what are you going to do with yourself other than drink? Like, you have very little, like, stuff to entertain you. I don't blame them. Me neither. Like, Me neither at all. Yeah. <laughs> it actually seemed like kind of the ideal yeah. place for fantasy suites because they're like, yeah, we should be inside. We should be in bed. It's cold out. It's dark. Let's just stay here. It actually, it, like, makes more sense than the Caribbean. Force them inside, you know? It's like yeah. force them into a corner. Take away, take away their <laughs> options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah. not out. Like, I guarantee you that. Yeah, 100%. In fact, it seemed like, at least for, there was a shot, um, the person who writes about The Bachelor for um, The Ringer is named Roger Sherman, and he wrote about how there was a shot of Nick, of Nick and Rachel where it was like, basically, um, they were in, it was like them in bed, like from before and the after, and like, just like their, their clothes had changed, basically, but the door was like the exact same amount ajar, and just seemed like they hadn't moved in like X number of hours, which is like kind of amazing, but also sounds like a great night. It sounds fun if you're like, you know, just hanging. <laughs> just hanging. Well, you know, I, have yeah. sex, hang a little more, have sex, hang a little more, you know, it's tw- like you said, 12 hours, Make it, have a great time. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I think, I think Nick, obviously, as we've heard, has it in him. So, you know, go Nick. <laughs> I hope so. What other kind of, like, preparation? He might be 36, but he is young at heart. Young, young, 36 in the streets and a freak in the bed. Um, what <laughs> other kind of preparations do they, like, do for you before the fancy suites? Like, do they give you condoms? <laughs> I thought we were going to go to, like, manscaping, grooming. Well, that, too. Um, um, yeah, that, too. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think. I mean, there's obviously that option there. Sure. Um, when 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 you walk in, I think the preparation is pretty simple. You know, there's usually uh, it's in a house, and so there's like champagne and whatever right. kind of like drink you want. There's usually like a maybe a fruit plate of some kind. Um, nothing too special because you just had dinner, and then um, everything that you would need for the night, like yeah, let's say like condoms or anything like that, they would they would have available for you if you needed it. Um, I'm glad they're practicing safe sex on The Bachelor. Thank goodness. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that's a great thing. Um, Thank goodness. 
I also I always very I'm very intrigued by like the um like pajamas that everyone picks. I <laughs> it seems like a pretty bi- it's like a pretty big decision. Rachel was wearing a penguin onesie, which I absolutely loved and thought was hilarious <laughs> and seemed very yeah. cozy. I think that's what I would go with. I mean, because you're either so I remember when I was on the Bachelorette when I was like walking out of uh, the room and I had like my walk of whatever shame or glee or whatever. Um, and they're taping it. It's not um, a walk had, like, of shame. My... Come on, I'm ha- it was it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, it was good. But then again, like I I I remember thinking, well, that was probably my last hurrah here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, I had like these sweatpants on that I like pulled up to my calves because uh-huh. I thought that was the cool thing at the style because I sure. saw other guys doing it. And I just got ripped on by everybody <laughs> for it. Um, I actually remember so that. Just go out in a onesie. Like, if you're going to go out, just go out in a onesie because, you know, I don't know style, and so I'm not going to claim to. So if I'm going to, like, leave, I might as well be comfortable and wear something that if people are going to make fun of, you're already setting them up to do that. You're not disappointed. Totally. I think it's a good move. It's also sort of like owning it. It's like, yeah, I slept here, and now I'm in my onesie. Exactly. These yeah. are my pajamas. I like it. I yeah, like it. I'm, I'm kind of. I think. I think it worked out well. I was really skeptical of the cold weather location for fantasy suites, but now I'm all in on it. I think it's a great, a great call actually. It makes like a lot of sense now that we've talked it through. Next bachelor, Indiana. Ooh. North Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> I'm calling it. Um, when they went to Nick's hometown of Waukesha and rented the lake house, that looked like a great house and a great place to be uh, in an overnight. And I recall there's also a lake involved in Warsaw, Indiana, from when the people went to your house, your town too. Yeah, a lake Speaking house. The Midwest, a bunch of. Yeah, lake house lake is a great spot. I support that. Yeah. Well, real estate isn't exactly the most expensive, and so people can afford like lake houses, right? Instead of like little townhomes in LA. Right. Yeah, I like it. It's a, it's a smart idea. Yeah. If they're ever like slashing the budget, we'll just tell them to go to the Midwest. We've got it all set up for them. <laughs> we have, we're in. We're producers now, Julie. I, I feel like that's our next step in life. I would love to do that. Um, how do you feel about Nick being on Dancing with the Stars? Will you watch him? You know, I, I do, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, support Nick. Um, and I think Nick knows that, that, that I think he's made some odd decisions over his four years on this franchise. I think he knows that he's made some weird decisions. Um, but I a hundred percent think Nick is, is a good man. And I was surprised by dance with the stars. I'm, I would, so my only concern, and, and I've talked to Chris Stoles about this because he did dance with the stars. Right. Um, my only concern is that if Nick is in a relationship, I know how hard this season of life is for this couple, no matter what, no matter how good you're doing, no matter how bad you're doing, it's really hard and I just hope that like if Nick really cares about this woman he takes the time and puts in the effort outside of Dance with the Stars to show her how much he cares because she's literally and this is this is Bachelor Insight this is the truth this is life um, and Lauren is such a unselfish person and partner to me but for four months of our no I mean five months of our life as a couple, she had to literally ride my coattails and watch me do everything right. and sit back and just be, and just be my fiance. And then I, I feel like dance with the stars just perpetuates that feeling. And I'm worried that that would end up no matter who you are, 
crushing that person. That's interesting. That's um, a good point. Like that sort of like it, it doesn't stop the celebrity cycle, so it makes it really difficult. It does. And and it's hard, Julia. Like this and and we've been pretty about that and people freak out like, Oh, why are you engaged if it's so hard? But like coming off the bachelor is hard not just because of doing the show and the idea that I dated multiple women or that, you know, if the bachelor dated multiple men. But it's hard because you have waited so long to be public and right. to celebrate this engagement and this love. And then I have a feeling the Dance of the Stars just kind of slows that excitement down. Right. Um, and maybe it doesn't. But I know in that season of life for us, I could have never done Dance of the Stars and invested as much like um, effort into my relationship with Lauren as I needed to to keep to make her know how much I cared about. Right. That's really very, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense, Ben. But once again, you're super rational. Very, very, but very sensical. Outside of that. <laughs> um, outside of that, I totally support Nick. Outside of that, I totally support Nick. I hope he puts in the effort if he's with somebody. If he's not, then, man, go dance your life away and get, you know. I just, like, dance with the stars, honestly, as much fun as I would have with it. It almost sounds like my nightmare because there's no way I do that. <laughs> And come off unscathed. Like, I would be awful. Right. I mean, that makes sense. Which might be fun. Yeah. I mean, good, Nick has a good partner in PETA, so I'm, 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 I'm hopeful for her. Not that I actually don't really watch Answer I, the Stars, but maybe I will. I will this. I will because he's doing it. And I hear it's, uh, it's Pet. What's her name? Peta? Uh, his Peta. Peta? Peta? I, I hear keep... she's super tough. Oh. Like, really tough. And so... Um, I, I mean, I, I hope he doesn't go into it just thinking it's going to be a lot of fun because it sounds like she's going to work it. Ooh. All right. Well, he's a good athlete. He's, we know he's in great shape, so I'm, I'm hopeful he'll be okay. Yeah. You said the same thing about me if I would have gone on, right? Yeah. He's, you know he's a good athlete, and he's definitely in, in great shape. In great shape. Although now I know you had a parasite, <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe that you would You couldn't have even done it anyway. You were still in recovery from that. That was breaking news. I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Ben. I know I've made you sufficiently uncomfortable with this podcast episode, making you talk about the fa- the fantasy suite. So thank you so much for calling in. It's great to talk to you as always. Yeah. Hey, hey, Julia, I have one last question. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, a year ago, and I texted you this, and I need to ask this and hear your response. Um, Bill Simmons made my mom's world when he called her hot. Uh, on on a podcast a year ago, she's Can a you just she's a good looking lady. That's true. Okay, so if I call him out, like he would own up to it. That he said that. Oh, well, of course he said it. It's, it's recorded, but he would still feel that way, and I could tell her, "Mom, you're a good looking lady," and like people out there are still talking about. Yeah, you. absolutely. We're all in on the Higgins okay. family here at the Ringer. <laughs> All right. That's all I needed. 100%, of course. You know we support you, Ben, in all your endeavors. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thanks for calling. Hope you feel better. And we'll I'll talk to you soon. I hope so. Um, thanks for listening to Bachelor Party. We're almost near the end. Nick's going to make his choice. But uh, we will push forward next week. I'll be back, as always. And thanks again to Simply Safe and to Framebridge and listen to all the other shows on Channel 33 and don't forget about our new podcasts Achievement Oriented and The Mass Man Show. Thanks again for listening.
the Ringer's gaming podcast, Achievement Oriented, and our wrestling podcast, The Masked Man Show, are breaking off of Channel 33. You can now subscribe to each of them on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's it, guys. I'll see you next week when we give out the final rose. Hopefully Nick makes the right choice. Have a great week and talk to you then.